I'd like to tell you about Anchor. It's an app that you can use to record your podcast for free. Anchor will distribute distribute your podcast to different platforms from Spot from Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you want. You can also make money with with your podcast with minimal listenership. All you have to do is go to Anchor for free. Hello, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to welcome back to another episode of the Victorious Ones podcast. You know, of course, um, you know, of course, new episode, new episode for twenty twenty three. Um, I hope you hope everyone enjoyed their holiday, enjoyed the new year, and everything everything else. And so, of course, you know, we're you know back up and running. Um, of course, this is the place where gaming meets comics, meets sports, meets movies, meets meets inspiration. I go by the name of King Von Junior. You can follow me on social media. On Twitter at 301KingVonJr, you call you can also follow the shows, uh, you know, you call you can also follow the shows uh, podcast page on Twitter at VictoryPod1. On Instagram, I'm at Mr. King Von Junior. Junior, you can also follow the shows Instagram page at Victorious Ones Podcast. And mostly social media producer producer for the unpopular reviews wrestling show perfect plex talk radio and i can officially i can truly say that that this is presented you know this is presented by perfect plex i mean by uh, unpopular review as well um so you know so of course without further ado um it's definitely going to be um you know a, a pretty uh, packed show you know of course we're going uh, i'm of course going to go into uh, you know of course uh, some of my thoughts about the uh, return of vince mcmahon and Stephanie's resignation, and the main thing we're going to cover um, are my top ten MCU movies of all time in the wake of this uh, trailer. In the wake of this trailer for uh, Ant Man the Wasp, uh, Wasp: Quantum Mania, featuring Kang the Conqueror. So, um, so I look forward to you know to um, look forward to what we definitely have, what I definitely have in store, and I hope that you enjoy as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, thank you very much for joining. Um, you know, of course, I hope everyone enjoy, enjoyed their holiday, enjoyed the time off, um, enjoyed the new year. I certainly did myself. And um, so, of course, welcome back to another edition of the Victorious Ones podcast, the place where gaming meets comics, excuse me, meets sports, meets uh, movies, inspiration, you know, from all the all the above. Um, you know what I mean? Of course, I've, you know, get always give that intro, um, you know, I, I, uh, you know, out separately, but, um, but like I said, you know, without further ado, um, like, you know, if, if, you know, if anything, the reason, reason why I was in you know, full disclosure, you know, I was out, uh, last week, you know, just, you know, just because I needed to, you know, do some things to sort of strategize and also, you know, that, um, full disclosure, my church was having a new year's, new year's revival and, um, you know, first, 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 um, first one we we've had since you know since the pandemic and everything like that. It was very important for me to recharge and to, um, you know, so you know, and, and just to like, you know, just to make sure that you know I had more details and strategize and everything like that. So you know, like I said, you know, that's the reason, you know, hence why I took a bit of an extended break. But and, you know, I feel like I really need to explain as much as that. But you know, but of, of course, like I said, I'm, I'm glad to um you know like i said i'm glad like I said, i'm glad i'm glad to be back in front of the camera um uh you know you know i mean like I said, in front of the camera uh behind this microphone uh you know and, and of course you know you know of course ever since this time a whole lot of stuff has uh has transpired um in between that you know so you know so of course uh you know I, here you know so of course uh without further ado um if anything i'd like to go into sort of i guess you could say my my own version um 
you know, pretty much my own version, I guess, of small package news, if you will. Shout out to Public Enemies Podcast. Um, you know, so of course, this is in regard, you know, some wrestling re- related news. Um, you know, you know, if, if, excuse me, if, if, like, slow down. If, of course, you know, sorry, slow down. Um, of course, as of last week, the world, world, the world of wrestling, um, you know, it was hit with a massive uh, shockwave, if you will, you know, with, you know, with the, you know, with the debut of Mercedes Fernando um, in New Japan at Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom as Mercedes Monet um, as she attacked Kairi uh, Sane and challenged her, you know, for, you know, for the women's IWGP championship or something, um, you know, you know, like, you know, you know, you know, at least when it comes to stardom, um, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, so, so of course, like, like I said, um, you know, like, like I said, that, that, um, that debut, like I said, was mind blowing. It absolutely blew up the internet, and you know, it's now like you know, New Japan's next event, you know, next match. I think it was with Mercedes versus Kyrie. That has sold out already. You know, for those who say that, you know, say that Mercedes couldn't draw, you know, that she's not Monet or Money Monet, if you will. Well, I guess they're sadly mistaken. You know, you know, even though this is. A much smaller scale um, stage compared to being in WWE, but at the same time, you know, you still have to you still have to respect the fact that it's Japan. This has been a dream of hers, you know. I mean, for years and years, you know, if, if anything, even before she went to WWE, her, you know, her, her goal was, you know, in the event that um, she couldn't make it to WWE, things didn't, you know, didn't work out for her to get there. Um, you know, her goal was to make it, you know, uh, you know, like I said, you know, her goal, um, her goal was to make it to Japan and, you know, and, and since then, you know, and, and since then, um, you know, Mercedes formerly known as Sasha has carved out an incredible career in WWE. Um, she's become a legend in, in and of herself, you know, like I said, you know, I, I mean, even at the age of 30, I mean, with the things that she's accomplished, um, you know, like I said, multi-time uh, champion, you know what I mean? You know, it's had incredible match after match, night after night, year after year. Uh, you know, like I said, one of, you know, an integral part of the the women's revolution, the women's division, one of the full horse women. You know, um, she is just as big of that chapter in women's wrestling, that chapter WWE history, that chapter wrestling history. She's just as important to that chapter as. Um, the other three horsewomen, horsewomen from Charlotte, Becky, and Bailey, Sasha is equally as important as as the rest of them. You know, you cannot tell that story of the women's revolution without her. You cannot tell the story of the four horsewomen without her. You cannot tell uh, the story of NXT without her. You know, and. Um, the matches that she's had, you know, like especially that uh, that takeover Brooklyn match uh, with Bailey, still, um, you know, is you know, st- still to this day, is an all-time classic. It stands the test of time. Um, that was on my original like 100 greatest uh, matches, li- you know, list of all time. You know that that, that made separately, but um, you know, some collab- collaborate with strictly for the culture, and you know, see what we could you know come up with when it comes to our own, um, like you know, 50 greatest matches of all time um but like i said you know when it comes to the greatest matches in wwe history not just for the women women but just overall you cannot tell that story without sasha banks 
like I say, you know, um, the, you know, NXT matches that, that she's had with Bailey, um, the triple threat, uh, at WrestleMania 32. I was there that night, by the way. Um, you know, it was her shot versus Charlotte and Becky, uh, Becky, you know, the, the night that, that Charlotte became the, you know, the official, uh, you know, like I said, you know, the official new, uh, WWE women's champion, you know, like, you know, when, when they were, when, uh, when they revealed that, the, the new championship and, you know, and got rid of the butterfly title. You know, Charlotte was obviously the first one to hold that belt. But like I said, I was there that night when, when you know, when that when they were crowned that new champion. So anyway, like I said, you know, like, you know, as like I said, as far as that, um, her series of matches with Charlotte, um, like I said, you know, her, um, you know, her, uh, her dance partner being Bailey, you know, everything like that. Um, you know, uh, the, you know, like I said, the iconic uh, WrestleMania 37 match with Bianca Belair. All those different type of things. Uh, Sasha's name is all her, her imprint is all over um, WWE history in and of itself. You know, regardless of how people felt, how of how people felt um, about um, her WrestleMania record. You know how she how they felt she wasn't you know booked right and everything like that. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that she was completely shafted. Um, everybody can't be number one all the time. You know. Um, she's had her run, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? She, you know, she's had, uh, her opportunities now, granted, you know, of course, you know, the only thing is the only drawback was that she's never, um, you know, like I said, you know, she, you know, even though she never won as many, uh, titles as Charlotte, but let's face it, you know, that this guy be, you know, somebody is, you know, that's going to be the definitive sort of face, um, of that time. And so, you know, just happened to, uh, you know, fair or unfair, you know, so, you know, you know, I mean, if, if there was, if there was room, if there could only be one, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'll say like this, you know, they've all had, you know, they've all had their, you know, um, had their moment, moment to be at the top spot, if you will. You know I mean? They, they've all had their dance um, at the top. But when it comes to consistency, whether you like it or not, fair or unfair, um, Charlotte is pretty much the first overall pick. You know, I'm talking about when it comes to like just a legacy standpoint, things like that. Um, say what you want to, but you know, at the same time, uh, Sasha, you know, like I, said, I, I, tr- I totally agree well, with, with Charlotte. Um, you know, at least, you know, at least, you know, I'll say like this. Um, I remember watching Charlotte's interview, um, you know, on Stone Cold's podcast and how she was saying, uh, that her dad, Ric Flair, you know, s- said that. Uh, Sasha Banks was her Ricky Steamboat. And that's the truth. You know, Sasha is to Charlotte what Ricky Steamboat uh, was to Ric Flair. And if that's the case, I guess you could say that Becky could be Dusty and Bailey could be Sting. You know, I mean, if, if, if you want to, you know, put... Um, Charlotte in the, you know, like if, if you want to, um, sort of like, you know, like put like, uh, I guess to like a side by side mirror of Charlotte's career with Rick, you know, if you want to throw that type of analogy out there, um, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, might, might as well, um, uh, you know, so, so you know, but, but at the same time, um, uh, even after getting a raw deal, um, you know, after when, after when the, after when the, winning the other uh, women's uh, tag team titles. And, you know, of course, feeling disrespected and, um, you know, like, you know, and, 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 and of course, um, uh, having to walk out, you know, both her 
um, and you know, and, and uh, you know, like if, excuse me, if, you know, like I said, you know, uh, both her um, and her tag team partner, you know, uh, slash friend uh, Naomi. You know what I mean? Um, after you know, like I said, you know, after having to walk out, you know, you know, like I said, you know, after being, you know, after being disrespected, have you know, after having um, your reputation being tarnished and you know, being being seen as unprofessional. And you know, and and it just you know all this other stuff, you know, just being ridiculed the way you were, um, you know what I mean. And if if anything, um, I don't blame her for you know, um, you know, for taking this time to bet on herself, you know, especially with the way that the that the house uh, of McMahon is crumbling right now in WWE. You know, if anything, um, at this point, I don't blame her. But now, uh, Mercedes, you know, is is you know, it, um, is has been is being able. Um, to live out a dream of hers, live out a goal of hers, you know, and, you know, and, and like I say, you know, that, that that's definitely been on her bucket, bucket list um, for a long time. So congratulations to her. And I wish her, no, you know, nothing but the best, you know, me and, and, and like I say, you know, just to keep looking up uh, the very best is yet to come. So, um, like, like I said, you know, if, if anything, you know, I want, you know, when to, you know, if, if anything, um, I want to reserve, you know, the, the rest of uh, the stuff I want to say about, you know, about Mercedes for later. You know, later when I do my own sort of uh, spotlight um, on women's wrestling, especially when it comes to the, especially, when, uh, especially, especially when it comes to the, uh, the four horsewomen. You know, um, so you know, so if anything, I'm gonna reserve uh, those uh, thoughts for later. Um, but, huh. Um, you know, but you know, but, but of course, you know, but of course, um, you know, let me start on. Um, after the, you know, like you know, like I say, you know, you know, even after that, you know, if if anything, if anything, that's you know, I'll say that if anything, um, I'll say that that's the highlight of you know of um of of the wrestling news. Now, uh, it's time to go into um <laughs> some pretty uh shaky. You know, is you know, say the you know the rather a sh- shaky side, to say the least. Um, let's just say the house of McMahon is burning right now; it's crumbling right now um, because uh, yesterday got the news that still, you know, and, well, actually, actually, you know, um, actually, um, uh, um, even before that, like, what, like the end of. Um, like you know, like like the end of last week or whatever, you know, you know, at least you know, so at least simultaneously um, with the news of Mercedes um, making her arrival in New Japan, we were met with uh, the news of Vince McMahon making his return to WWE in a power play in a succession power move um, to return as you know, like you know, to, to make his return. To be a you know to be a part of the uh, board of directors or at least he was they say at least he was voted um, to come back and you know as a member of the board of directors um, and you know and, and, and so on you know so, so immediately right away uh, the wrestling community pushed the panic button right away you know just because you know like you know just, you know, just, like, just because we just because we know just because everybody knew um, or at least had a feeling of, of what was about to go down. So, um, you know, but, you know, but, uh, you know, but, you know, but of course, at the same time, if you read the fine print and go into details, it didn't say, it didn't say anything um, about Vince returning to creative. So as of right now, Triple H is still uh, 
um, the head of creative right now, thankfully. But at the same time, you know, it's still, uh, you know, like I said, you know, it's, it's still, um, you know, still raises red flags, you know, like, st- you know, still calls for concern, a potential, di- you know, possible disaster and everything like that. And this one is definitely one I'm about to go into right now. Um, yesterday, Stephanie McMahon tragically uh, uh, put in her resignation, resigned from, you know, from, you know, from, from all of her uh, um, roles and responsibilities uh, within WWE as, as the co-CEO uh, with Nick Khan, um, you know, and, and, and of course, you know, of course this is in the aftermath uh, of her father's return. And this is like, you know, and, 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 and of course, um, for Stephanie to resign like this, you know, if anything, she knows her dad better than anybody, both her and Shane, know their dad better than better than anybody else they know that their dad is a control freak they know that their dad can be a tyrant they know uh that their dad will not go down without a fight they know that their dad will not go out quietly you know um even in the face of you know um of an inve- of an investigation with you know with multiple claims of uh sexual assault sexual misconduct i mean not not just claims but the fact that after the investigation was revealed like 20 million dollars you know um um was paid uh with you know uh, you know was paid with shareholders money by the way um you know in hush money so as i've said before vince paid more for the kitty cat than he did for wcw You know, um, and with this power play of, of him um, initially j- just coming in to be a quote unquote board of director and nothing else, nothing but a power play. This is, you know, might as well have been him, um, you know, putting his proverbial genetic jackhammer on the table, you know, the genetic jackhammer that he's been using on, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, when it comes to all these, all you know, when, when it comes to, um, all these different women that have filed, um, you know, you know, like, you know, you know, you know, the filed these, you know, complaints and, um, you know, like I said, you know, harassment, um, you know, like I said, you know, like, you know, all these harassment complaints pretty much, you know, that same genetic jackhammer, if you will, um, Vince, uh, you know, pretty much like preferably, uh, laid on the table, if you will, um, you know, you know, like you know, ju- you know, at least when, at least, you know, at least when it came to uh, stiff arming his way back into power, Vince absolutely stiff armed, uh, you know, strong armed his way, whatever you want to call it, back into that position of power, back back on that throne, and so, you know, and, 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 and of course, because of that, eventually Steph just got fed up. It was like, you know what, I've stuck by you side by side at your worst moments um you know and, and you know and what you know wh- whether it was the uh you know like i said w- uh, um uh whether it was the steroid trial whether it was um you know at, you know like I said, you know whether whether it was during the monday monday night wars when um everything was uncertain on, on whether or not uh wwe would still be around you know uh you know like i said you know and you know in the midst of you know in the midst of, in the midst of other uh 
you know, like, you know, you know, like all type of like this in the midst of other, you know, sort of controversial um, moments that, you know, and situations that, that Vince has been a part of and everything like that. I mean, it's, you know, just the laundry list is too long to even name. Um, but, you know, but, but Stephanie has been one of those people that stood by his side. But now it's gotten to the point where Vince's ego is just too much to handle, you know, and a big I, I could already I could already tell that, you know, the big reason why um, Stephanie resigns because she knew that her dad would not pass down the family business, even though Vince bought the company from his own dad back in 1982 for a million dollars. So you mean to tell me that you would buy a said company from your own dad, but you won't even pass it down to your own children, to your own offspring. You know, as there, as everybody said on the internet, this has succession written all over it. You know, um, and by the way, a uh, shout out to Shanties from Talk of Champions, and um, you know, with this with, uh, with this analogy comparing Vince to Heihachi. Um, uh, uh, from Tekken, you know, uh, at least mainly, you know, from, from like Tekken 2, if not 3, you know what I mean, in, in, in terms of the dad that's, you know, that's that's unwilling to give up his empire, to give up his empire to his son, you know, um, and Vince is the same way when it comes to his kids, you know, Vince is a control freak, you know, Vince uh you know, thrives off of this imperial reign of terror, of power, of greed, you know, no matter how toxic he is, you know. Now, there are people, you know, um, who find it hard to make the transition after they retire, you know, after, you know, you know, after 30, 40 years of working, whatever, you know, that there are people that are, that are like that, but at the same time, um, I'm sure they find way other ways to be productive, you know, um, even when their work career is over, you know, but Vince is not like that. Vince is not someone who is content um, on just riding off into the sunset. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you know, Vince, because Vince's ego won't let him do that. You know, Vince does not like to be, uh, on the outside looking in, you know, um, Vince is somebody who needs, and I repeat needs to have his hands, his fingerprints in everything, you know, and clearly he's had his fingerprints in places where they don't need to be, you know, fingerprints in other things in places where they don't need to be. Just look, you know, just look at the $20 million in hush money, you know, just look at the, you know, the different receipts from multiple women, multiple accounts, um, you know, you know what I mean? So, you know, so it's just that, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's just that um, Vince's ego would not let him rest. Vince's ego would not let him, you know. Um, yeah, anyway. Sorry about that. 
Um, yeah, like you know, like you know, like I said, you know, just wanted to raise raise the definition, if you will. Um, you know, but but uh, but anyway, but anyway, um, you know, raise his camera resolution, if you will. Um, you know, you know what I mean, but, but you know, but um, you know, but but anyway, like I said, you know, Vince's uh, ego, uh, you know, like I said, you know, would, would not let him go out quietly, and there was actually, as I think about it now, um, there was a promo that Vince cut back in two thousand two, and this was during the storyline. Where him and Ric Flair were like, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, were, um, were were co-owners. All storyline. So Vince is sitting in a chair, looking in the mirror, saying, "I'm going to kill my creation. I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to inject it with a least lethal dose of poison." And of course, this is what you know. Of course, um, this is when he turns around. And has the you know and this way he turns around um, and has NWO has NWO on the back of his chair. Um, that now art has become life. So now you can say that that promo, which is art, has manifested into real life, into its real life decisions. You know when it comes to the future of WWE when it comes to the future of the company, when it comes to the, the direction of the company. And, um, you know, you know what I mean? So, so it's just like, you know, like, and, 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 and the thing is, this has been Vince's MO, modus operandi. This has been his whole end game this whole time was to uh, strong, arm, strong arm himself back in the power, you know, um, usurp those, that um um that got into those uh, new positions of power usurp those um who want to make changes you know and he he wanted to you know just greedily egotistically strong strong arm his way back into power all for the sake of this ultimate end game excuse the expression um and that was to sell the company and there have been reports of you know of you know of, of, of this you know po- possibly um you know selling to you know certain people um you know whether it's nbc disney allegedly you know possibly whatever you know other places and most notoriously uh, allegedly saudi arabia now these uh, quote-unquote wrestling journalists um have tripped on themselves Threw up on themselves and slipped into their own vomit because those claims have since um, proven to be false, proven to be untrue. So there's nothing that has officially been confirmed that WWE has officially um, sold. I mean, you know, the, you know, the, the Vince McMahon is, is, is officially, I mean, it's officially sold WWE to Saudi Arabia because that would be detrimental. That'd be catastrophic. That'd be problematic just in so many different ways. You know what I mean? That that would be just a disaster of epic of epic proportions in in more ways than one. You know, so like I said, you know, for me, I'm going by verified sources, you know, people who legit, you know, uh have the blue check next to their name. You know, legit sources. So if it's not coming from WWE themselves, as if it's not coming from ESPN, NBC, uh, even Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful. If it's not coming from those sources, discard it. It goes one ear out the other. 
you know, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. You know, and what I mean by that is if it if it doesn't apply, ignore it. You know, don't um, grab hold to it. That's what I mean by that. So, um, like I said, you know, like like I said, I'm. I said, I'm on the fence when it comes to, you know, like, you know, when, when, uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm on the fence, but it's just like, I appreciate everything. Every, you know, I appreciate uh, everything that, that Vince um, has done for wrestling. I appreciate everything that, that he's done for, done for, done for me as a fan. Um, someone who, who's watched this growing up, you know, for most of my life, most of my life, um, I've been watching wrestling most of my life. You know, it's been primarily uh, WWF slash WWE. So I'm thankful for Vince's contributions. But there's a time and a season. For every man, there's a time and a season. 40 years. That's long enough. That means your time and your season have come and gone. And Reportedly, the morale um, within the WWE locker room went up. It skyrocketed, um, you know, in the wake of Vince's departure. You know, um, Michael Cole was certainly excited because he had to worry about Vince screaming his air, screaming, screaming his ear off. You know, um, you know, the talent were happy. There was even a point where. Uh, where the company, you know, where people within the company weren't even on speaking terms with Vince, you know, so people have to know when it's time to just relinquish and not be control freaks and just let stuff go, you know, like I said, 40 years from 1982 to 2022, that's an amazing run, that's an incredible run, you know, um, I know. Everybody was surprised. The biggest surprise for everybody was the way that it ended. It's not a surprise that it ended, but it's just the way that it ended. You know, you would think that, you know, you would think that, you know, that, that Vince would just call it quits in gorilla position and just let it go. Not this time. You know, Vince um, is certainly uh, Thanos in Endgame. And Stephanie, Triple H, and Nick Khan are um iron man cap and thor in that final battle you know and how vince wants to use the stones to destroy what's currently here and recreate it in his own uh distorted reality you know worldview whatever you know that's that's been vince's mo if you will uh, when it comes to that you know, and so this is going to be a very disconcerting um, road, <laughs> you know, ahead of us right now. It's very unclear. It's very unsure. I could, all I can say is the house of McMahon is burning right now. Um. So anyway, you know, it's a lot of small package news, but um, you know, it, you know, but, but you know, but but, but you know, but, but of course, anyway, um. Now, you know, you know, of course, you know, you know, of course, this is the year of transitions, you know, um, as my church you know, has talked about. Um, so now it's time to 
make the transition into what I've been really want to talk about this whole time. And, you know, and of course, this has been, um, you know, so, you know, I've been waiting to uh, come up, come with this, come up with this list, or at least re- reveal this list. Ever since last year, I've held this on the back burner for the longest time. But because of this recent, uh, because of this recent um, uh, trailer for this upcoming Ant Man the Wasp movie, shout out to Jonathan Majors, King the Conqueror, King is slang for King. So, and you know, and, and, and just to just to see, you know, just to see King's dominance and just to see the cliffhanger that's becoming an Ant Man movie. People are being are excited for an Ant Man movie, you know. And and just the type of impact that this movie is going to have moving forward with you know with 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 the upcoming like you know with the future um, Secret Wars movie like you know like in regards to in fact uh, Kang's going to have his own exclusive Avengers movie Avengers the Kang Dynasty you know so this is the precursor to that even though even though um the end that last episode of Loki was really the precursor um you know and, and this just continues the story um continues the 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 continues this um you know like the era that it, that we're in when it comes to Kang, you know and so you know like i said it goes to show that Kang, um is you know is is is, is the next one to, to to really fill fill that space since thanos is gone you know so i look forward to you know to to, to seeing you know to seeing what he's going to do in this ant-man movie and jonathan majors is incredible he is absolutely getting the getting the bag he is the perfect like villain he's just very calculating you know um and just the way that he just gives scott those hands and those feet i mean he stomped him out i mean this is this like that fight reminds me of um you know of the thanos versus iron man fight in infinity war um in that battle on titan you know you know like in that in that moment where they you know where they literally went one-on-one i mean like man you know um, like I said, it, 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 it gave me glimpses of that, you know? So, um, like I said, I, like I said if, if nothing else, I look forward to that scene more than anything else in, in that movie. Um, so anyway, now it is time to move on to my top 10 MCU movies of all time. So without further ado, at number 10 on my list, is the very first Iron Man. You know, this, you know, if anything, this movie um, was the trailblazer. It was a trendsetter for what we know as the MCU. And the fact that Marvel and Robert Downey Jr., everybody else, bet on themselves you know they bet everything they put everything on on the line um to make this movie work and it needed to work you know what i mean and it, it like i say it absolutely needed to overachieve go above and beyond and that is exactly what it did you know like i say when, when it comes to um the story when it comes to uh the characters when it comes to just originality just when it comes to just cultural impact this movie still holds up even though this year marks 15 years 
it doesn't feel like it. And, and like and just the creativity, the creative liberties um, that they took in this movie, that, that so much of this stuff was was actually improvised by Robert Downey Jr. himself, you know, um, as well as John Favreau. You know what I mean? And and like I said, and, and just the way that it set the stage for what was to come. You know, that this was the genesis of you know of what we know now is the Infinity Saga. This was the genesis of what we, of what we now know as the Avengers. You know, um, like you know, like like, like I said, you know, and, and the way that they modernize um, the Iron Man story to fit. You know, like you know, to, to fit modern day times, um, uh, you know, like, so, you know, like, you know, it, like I said, it was absolutely incredible. Um, and you might as well say that Robert Downey Jr. was pretty much playing himself. You know, Robert Downey Jr. is to Iron Man what Ryan Reynolds is to Deadpool, what uh, Chris Evans is to Captain America. Um, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Hugh Jackman is um, as Wolverine, arguably, if you will. Um, or especially with the late great Chadwick Boseman was to Black Panther, Robert Downey Jr., you know, um, synonymous with Iron Man, you know, and and like I say, and and, and like I say, and, and ever since then, you know, just to see the um, uh, you know the progress and the growth uh, that the character has made over time, um, you know, and like I say, and, and just this origin story was absolutely incredible. So. Because of cultural impact and significance, I have to have Iron Man 1 at number 10 on this list. So that was number 10. Now it is time for my number 9 choice. And that is none other than the first Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, um, and the fact that this was such a, a massive, like, surprise that, you know, like I said, you know, and, and, and the thing about it is that um, when it came to Iron Man, you know, Iron Man was considered, quote, unquote, B-level because at that time, you know, the, quote, unquote, A-level, A-level uh, characters were more like your Spider-Mans, Incredible Hulks, X-Men, whatever. But, you know, like I said, you know, but the thing is um, that movie put Iron Man onto, into a whole nother stratosphere another plateau that the character had never ever been on before you know and it solidified that character as truly truly an a-list character now when it comes to the guardians of the galaxy that would say that they were that they were lower um on the pecking order lower on the totem pole when it comes to marvel uh, much lower uh than where iron man was you know but marvel um shout out to kevin feige shout out to marvel they know how to um, you know, so, you know they they know how to make miracles out of anything. They you know they they, they know how to uh, you know so, you know take what was considered you know mediocre by others and, and turn it to a masterpiece. Guardians of the Galaxy. Before this, I knew nothing about them. When I heard the name, I was like, "Are you serious?" You know, what I mean, like I I, I, th- I thought it was some type of like joke. I thought it was I thought it was like trolling or something. You know, but, you know because I never grew up reading Guardians of the Galaxy comics and stuff like that. But when this movie came out, it was a game changer. You know, it took a bunch of misfit, unknown, unknown uh, characters. You know, you know, pretty much. Uh, you know, I, mean, I would say like this: they're pretty much like third-string quarterbacks, if you will. Um, 
uh, you know, you know, pretty, you know, pretty much like your, um, you know, like uh, pretty much like like um, like the uh, like the like the all Marvel second or third team, if you will. You know what I mean? That type of thing. Um, but they became prime time players, prime time stars. You know what I mean? And, and like and like I said, you know, like I said, like I said, they just um, that team has risen so much in stature. You know. Um, from Star Lord, Gamora, Rocket, Groot, and Drax, they have blown up exponentially. You know, um, and of course, of course, shout out to Dave Bautista for the way that he, for the way that he's embodied uh, that uh, that Drax, uh, like I say, that, that role as Drax. You know, what I mean, he, like he's taken that and made it his own. You know, and um, and and and, and the thing about it is that. Since they were unknowns, you needed, like you know, the, 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 because they were unknowns at the time. You needed, you needed a character um, that has that has some type of like marquee uh, name value um, among comic fans. So that's why uh, they put Thanos in this movie, you know. And this was actually Josh Brolin's first time playing Thanos. He did an incredible job, even even if it was just for two scenes, you know. But um, this this is one of those movies where the Infinity Stones were, you know, like I said, with, with, um, where the Infinity Stones were central focus. In this one, the Power Stone was the main focus of this movie, you know, um, and the fact that they that they beat a villain with a dance off, you know, and Star Lord is definitely a man out of time because um, he had been. Uh, abducted from earth and taken taken in by um by the ravagers when he was a kid back in 88 so a lot of time has passed him by you know and so the only references that he has are stuff from like the 70s and 80s you know and so and, but at the same time it still pays off in the end shout out to kevin bacon um for the movie footloose because <laughs> you know, you know, be, you know, be, because of the fact that they, because because of how they use uh, that final dance off for Footloose to beat Ronan, you know, and it's you know, like I said, it's 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 amazing how um, how what you grew up as a fan of you could you know like you could you could end up using um, in everyday life, and the you know and the and the fact that they use the fact that they use a dance off from his favorite movie as their weapon to beat Ronan and to retrieve uh, the power stone. Like I said, that was, you know, next level is that, you know, like I said, it was absolutely incredible. Um, and it is, you know, like I said, it's that, it, it just um, personifies the hilarious side of Marvel guardians of the galaxy personified the comedy uh, side of Marvel more than anybody else, you know, um, but at the same time, you know, like at the same time, the way that those relationships um, have been forged and have been, been able to grow and have been able to um, thrive the way they have. I mean, that, that just speaks volumes to how um, a group of people that, that have been seen as outcasts could come together and bond the way that they have and, like I said, f- find out that they have more in common that you know, um, then they, you know, they have more in common, um, 
than they realize. So that's kind of what I got out of it. So with that, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Volume 1 is number nine on my list. So now for number eight on this list, um, it was really tough. Initially, I mean, I had this movie with the top three, top five. But, you know, I, I feel as though there are certain parts of it, um, even though even though it's certainly um, a pioneer movie in and of itself, just like Iron Man 1, um, like I said, it still holds up. But at the same time, there are things about it, uh, you know, that haven't really like, you know, I guess haven't really advanced, if you will. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to still hold it on the highest pedestal, if you, you know, if you will. So it may be a hot take. I don't know. I don't know. But at the same time, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff is, um, you know, it's pretty much uh, sort of subjective, if you will. But like I said, I, I, had, I had, a, had a tough time like wrestling where to put this movie. But at the same time, you know, but at the same time without this movie, um, we wouldn't have, um, Infinity War, Endgame, Civil War, Winter Soldier, all you know, all these all these different movies. This is what made Marvel press the fast forward button, you know. Um, so Iron Man was the genesis to this, you know, uh, you know, the genesis um, to this team forming. Ever since this team formed, um, everything fast forward, you know, like Marvel pretty much. Uh, press fast forward and, and just um you know and, and this was just sort of like the uh, open the floodgates for everything that we saw later and my number eight pick i've got to go with avengers one avengers assemble it was a struggle you know um like you know, like like I said, you know, like, like I said, this this movie was absolutely incredible, um, and and just for the first time seeing all these characters come together, and and and, and just the way that Marvel, uh, you know, they they're great when it comes to world building, they're great when it comes to storytelling, you know, like I said, and, and just and just to see all these different characters recruited throughout these different movies, you know, all these pieces put together, um. From Iron Man to Hulk, Black Widow, um, Thor, Captain America, Hawkeye, you know, all of them assemble, all, all of them come together under one roof, you know, and to fight um, one main common enemy, which is Loki, you know. So in this movie, in this movie, Loki was the main villain um, following this you know following his success you know his successful run um in the first thor movie you know loki was a scene stealer in that movie you know and it only made sense for him to be um the primary villain for the very first avengers avengers movie because of the fact that in the comics loki is actually the avengers very first villain you know um and like I said, like I said, like I said, it was it was just absolutely amazing um, to see them all come together. And and then, like I said, in this movie, um, had a lot of great moments. 
um, whether you know, like I said, you know, like I said, like I said, sorry, let me slow. Um, this movie, this movie certainly certainly had, had a lot of a lot of great moments in of itself. Um, whether you know, like I said, you know, like I said, you know, whether it was um, uh, Iron Man, Cap, and Thor uh, first meeting up. Um, you know, I see, you know, whether it was, you know, whether it was Captain America saying, I understood that reference. And especially, um, when Hulk was throwing, um, you know, especially, especially when Hulk, um, was throwing Loki around, you know, and, um, you know, and, uh, and, uh, so, you know, especially, especially when, when Hulk was throwing Loki around and call him, and, um, and call him a puny God and stuff like that. Um, and of, 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 of course the final battle, um, against, uh, Chitauri, you know, and just that, and just that, um, like I said, just and just that, just the iconic scene, um, where the well, like I said, well, um, like I said, well, the iconic scene, um, where they're all lined up together and the cameras turn around, is rotating, everything like that, and um, and, and like I said, and, and, and especially especially with, with the way that you know, especially with the way the cap gives marching orders. And especially when, especially when it comes to Bruce, when, when he says Hulk, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one more thing in Hulk. And he points to him and says, smash. And Hulk absolutely smashes. Just say no more. To me, that was like my favorite version of the Hulk. You know, that was Hulk at his peak. Um, that first Avengers movie, you know. Um, and, of course, uh, R.I.P. Uh, to Phil Coulson. You know what I mean? Um, so they made sure, to, they made sure to, to get that win and honor Phil, you know. But. That movie also introduced us to Thanos um, in that first post-credit scene, and you know, like, like I said, you know, like, like I said, you know, like I said that this is when um, they really uh, hit the fast-forward button when it when it came to um, the Infinity Saga, when it came to making the Infinity Stones um, even more of a priority, more of a focus, because in this movie, um, you know, the, the like I said, in this, in this movie, the the, um, the the stones that were the main focus were uh, the space stone of the Tesseract and the mind stone, you know, so, you know, so those were the central stones that were the focus of this movie. Um, and to see Thanos revealed and, and it was revealed that Loki was actually a henchman, uh, for Thanos, you know, things like that, you know, that, you know, like I said, that adds more, you know, it adds more to the impact of this movie, you know? So, um, the fact that it's in the top 10, I mean, speaks volumes. You know what I mean? So, like I said, and, and and I think just because of the way uh, Marvel has advanced and added new characters, and um, you know, uh, made these characters stronger and things like that, and um, introduced new villains and whatnot, and and just like just expanded their world, expanded their universe even more. I think that's the reason why right now I just have this at number eight. But at the same time, you know, number eight uh, is not a bad spot to be in. My thing is, you know, you know let me start. Um, my, th- my thing is, as long as it makes the top 10, you know, that's all that matters. So number eight is Avengers 1. So now at number seven on this list. Hmm. Want to talk about a game-changing movie? This movie did miracles uh, for the character of Thor. It did miracles for 
Chris Hemsworth's career for his morale, if you will. You know, you know, if, if anything, this this movie um, saved Thor as a character. It gave Chris Hemsworth a new sense of enthusiasm and excitement um, to play, like I said, you know, to play this character. And it's certainly my favorite Thor movie of all time. Hence, that's why I'm wearing this shirt. You know, and this movie made made me even more excited for Thor than I ever been before. This movie is the reason why uh, I got Mjolnir. This movie is the reason why I have a Marvel Legends Thor figure um, uh, on the other side of my room. You know, even though it's off camera right now, but this movie was the reason why. And you know, and like and like like I said, and the thing about it is, especially when it came to um, implementing humor. You know, um, I mean, the humor was placed perfectly. You know, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better than this. You know, and and, and the fact that, like I said, you know, this this movie, absolutely, you know, like I said, absolutely, just put Thor on a whole nother level. You know, um, Chris Hemsworth carried this franchise on his shoulders like never before in this movie. So. Um, you know, and 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 of course, you know, and and think about it, especially in the in the previews, when I saw when I saw Mjolnir get get to sh- get smashed, I was like, "Is he gonna die or something?" But you know, but but then, um, by you know, but you know, but then, um, by the time I get into the movie, I was like, "Oh wow, this is actually funnier than I thought," you know, and I was like, "Okay, all right," so you know, I was like, "Wow." So this is their this is their time. This was their time to actually do uh, Thor justice. You know, this was their time to to give him a redemption. This was, you know, if if you will, um, and this was a great way to, um, you know, I guess to you know to, to clean off the stench of the first two movies, especially Thor: The Dark World. Um, and so this is a consensus when it comes to Thor's best movie. And without further ado, pretty much, um, you know, given enough spoilers, if you will. And you know, for, for those that are watching, you already know what it is. Come on now, Thor Ragnarok, one of my all-time favorite MCU movies. I mean, anytime this movie come even comes on, I stop what I'm doing and take a look at it. You know, I mean, whether whether it's to watch the whole movie or um, watch, you know, um, enough of it. To a certain point, if you will, but like I said, it still holds up. I absolutely love it. I I enjoyed it. I enjoy. It. In fact, um, I saw it uh, um, the first weekend that it came out, and I was absolutely blown away. You know, from the action to the comedy to the theme music. Um, shout out to Led Zeppelin, of course. You know, in fact, I even have a Thor Led Zeppelin shirt because of this movie. You know, and um, and of course, of course, for those that are watching, I actually have a um, actually have I'm have a Thor and Hulk uh, Outcast shirt, which I've gotten plenty of compliments on as well. And uh, in fact, my, in fact, my favorite scene in this movie was the battle with Sakar, when Thor says, um, "We know each other. He's a friend from work." You know that kind of thing. You know, like like in the fact that that was actually improvised. You know. And the way that it turned out, I was like, man, this is absolutely amazing. It gave me like WrestleMania vibes, you know, um, in that uh, clash, clash, in that, um, in, in fact, it was, in fact, it was uh, based off of a contest of champions. Um, 
inside the Coliseum and everything like that. So, um, like, 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 you know, like I said, you know, like I said, like I said, this movie is absolutely amazing, even though, even though it was um, a lot of Planet Hulk, but it made Thor um, the focus of the movie. But at the same time, it, it was at this point where Thor needed everything that you could possibly give him to um, to save the character. They Marvel needed to throw everything at the table to save this character, including spoiling Hulk's appearance for the sake of ticket sales. I mean, that's what it was, but at the same time, it paid off, you know. Um, I mean, and, 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 and like, so, you know, and, and the thing about it is, is that even, even though um, it was spo- spoiled, but at the same time, um, Thor was fantastic in his own right, you know. Um, even though it was a remix of the Guardians of the Galaxy, in my estimation, only better. Um, you know, you know, like you know, but I mean, but but at the same time, it was like I said, you know, at the same time, it worked perfectly. Um, especially, especially when it, uh, um, especially when it comes to this poster that I'm showing right now. I mean, that completely blew me away. You know, I was like, "You got my money." You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, like, like I said, say no more. Like I said, and and, and just like I said, and, and just my excitement for for the character, my enthusiasm went up just in large part because of this movie. So shout out to Thor Ragnarok, number seven, my top 10 MCU films of all time. All right, now moving on to number six on this list. This movie uh, absolutely had a cultural impact, you know, um, in more ways than one, especially when it came to representation, you know, um, and and like I said, and, and that and, and that uh, you know that that representation piece absolutely paid off, you know, like I said, not only um, for us African African Americans, you know, as fans, um, but it paid off when it came to Marvel as well, you know, and this movie absolutely moved the needle in so many ways for Marvel to the point where it won three Oscars. It set records, broke records, you name it. I mean, this movie transcended not only Marvel, but it transcended culture itself. You know, um, two words, Wakanda forever. Now, that movie's not uh, um, in this uh, in this list. But the predecessor from 2018, you know, um, which directly follows the events of Captain America's Civil War, we were introduced to um, His Highness, His Majesty, you know, the king himself, King T'Challa. And, you know, and not just that, but the world that he comes from, uh, Wakanda, you know, introduced to his high tech sister, Shuri. Um, you know, of course, in Civil War, that's when, um, that, that, that's when his dad died. But at the same time, uh, this movie shows other layers to his dad. You know, shows you know it, it, it shows uh, why his dad um, did the things that he did. You know, um, and like I said, introduced an incredible army of women, women soldiers. Shout out to the Dormilaje. You know. Um, but uh, you know, what I mean, I, I mean, it's it's just that, like, you know, I, I mean, like, 
like I said, you know, it, it's it, like I said, this this movie was absolutely phenomenal. It was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, now you can say, you know, I mean, you know, of course, um, you can make a case and say that the fact they came out on Black History Month, um, you know, had a pretty big hand to do with it. But you know, but even outside of that um, initial like cultural impact of, of it coming of it coming out um, in February, but at the same time, you know, Kevin Feige knew he was doing. Marvel knew what they were doing. You know, what I mean, they they knew that you know that this would be like that this would be an even bigger deal in a month like that. You know, so it's just like you know, it, like the marketing was absolutely insane. I mean, the, t- the tickets were selling out like at a record pace. You know, people that don't even read comics don't have we have nothing else to do with super superhero stuff, uh, sci-fi, whatever. People normally have nothing to do with that type of stuff. Came in droves to see this movie. It was a game changer in so many different ways. I mean, you had uh, schools uh, rent out uh, auditoriums, rent, uh, um, rent out theaters. So they could take their kids to see, to see this movie, you know. I mean, you want to talk about coming to America times two? This is, you know, um, but in a more serious tone, you know. What I mean, like, and it just like the the topics that that it tackled, you know, um, the type of conversations that it tackled when when it came to the, uh, the African American community, you know, um, when it when it came, when it came to um, Deciding what deciding what whether or not you just want just you just want to protect your own versus taking your resources and um uh and looking out for others that within that that are and looking out for others that look like you but are not in your immediate tribe in your immediate circle you know and uh, and taking those same resources to fight for those. Who can't fight for themselves so as a matter of of protecting your own territory versus taking those same resources same equipment and fighting for those who can't fight for themselves so you know and, and, and if you know, so 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 that was the dilemma between uh t'challa and killmonger you know i mean, I mean like, like i said the fact that um it raised those conversations and things like that. And, you know, like, you know, and, and, and just, and just, just the way that it focused so much heavily um, on vibranium focused on the world of Wakanda and of itself. Um, you know what I mean? Like, you know, as, as far as that. And um, of course, of course, our recipes of Chadwick Boseman, the way that he put on a hall of fame performance, you know, even, you know, even in the midst of fighting um, what he had to fight. You know, I mean, you know, I, you know, I mean, I, I would say that, you know, I would say that that in and of itself, you know, just raised the value for this movie even more. So without further ado, number six, you know, let me quote now, Black Panther, number six, you know, my apologies, you know, for, for you know, for, uh, for not showing the graphic sooner. I guess I was building up the suspense, but. Number six on, on, on my list is none other than Black Panther. In fact, um, I even have the poster 
You know, I, I like in, in fact, I even have I even have this exact same poster that I'm showing right now um, on my wall right now. You know, I was like, yeah, I, I got to get this. And this movie transcends comics, transcends culture in so many different ways. Um, and so that is the reason why I have um, uh, Black Panther at number six on my list. So um, with that being said, now it's time to move into uh, my top five. And number five, you know, I mean, this movie is definitely in a conversation of being the GOAT. You know, just, you know, just just just, be, just because of the of the topic, the topics it tackles as far as um, finding out that the government that you once fought for um, was actually fighting against your own beliefs, fighting against your own interests. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's it's it's, it's just like um, it speaks to those who who are you know who who've been veterans. Um, and find and find out and find out that the same flag that they were fighting for, you know, was actually fighting against them. Pretty much that kind of thing, and it's speak. It it definitely um, has a lot of seventies uh, crime thriller. You know, um, I believe that that, that you know that the, that that was like you know big inspiration um, behind this movie. You know. And if anything, it turned it turned out better than a lot of people expected. It, if anything, I would say that it, that it overachieved. You know, that it went above and beyond the original expectations. You know, and um, like I said, you know, like I said, this this movie is iconic. You know, this movie is is a go to for a lot of people when when it, when, um, when it comes to MC, when it comes to just comic book movies. Period. You could put this movie up there with a movie like The Dark Knight, you know what I mean? Um, I mean that that just it, it just that that's just a testament to this movie's greatness, you know. Um, it's very boots on the ground. You don't have to worry about uh, super superpowers and flying and projectiles and and you know all this other stuff like that. Nothing like like supernatural or whatever, superhuman, all this type of stuff. It's just. You know, just refreshing to see something that's just reality based, uh, boots on the ground, um, you know, uh, government heavy, all this type of stuff. Like I said, you know, you know, like I said, you know, it's, uh, it, it speaks of, you know, like, like I said, you know, old school um, 70s crime thriller, noir type of stuff like that. Um, and and and, and 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 not only that, but you know, but but the, you know, but but that major reveal, that um, you know, the fact that you know, the, uh, the fact that that um, the, the Cap's best friend was still alive, only to be brainwashed, you know, and um, the fight scenes are absolutely incredible, you know, um, the drama, the suspense, the thrill of this movie speaks volumes in and of itself, and. I have to go with Captain America, the Winter Soldier. You cannot talk about the greatest MCU movies without mentioning this. You cannot have a conversation about the greatest MCU movies of all time and not mention this. You know, 
You know what I mean? And it's it's just that. Like I said, you know, like I, I say like this, you know, like pound for pound. Um, just when it comes to just a solo movie, I put this up against anybody, against anything, you know. And this um raised the bar when it came to sequels. In so many different ways. I'm not I'm not talking about I'm not talking I'm not, I'm not talking about a, a, a third movie. I'm talking about like the direct sequel to a movie. It raised the bar. It overachieved and went above and beyond um Iron Man 2, Thor the Dark World, you know, movies like that. It went well ab- above and beyond. It showed everybody this is how it's done. And like I said, it is absolutely incredible. If that movie comes on now, I would watch it. You know, I mean, like I said, that did just speaks to the power of of that story. You know, so you know, so without further ado, like I said, um, number five on my list is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. And so, um, you know, so, so of course, at number four. Is going to be the movie that directly followed it, which is which felt more like Avengers two point five, and um, you know, and and the thing about the Russo brothers is that is that with each movie the stakes rise even higher. In Captain America: The Winter Soldier, we saw uh, the fall of Shield because Hydra had infiltrated Shield. That's another thing I meant to add, meant to add when it came to. Uh, the description of this movie, um, Winter Sol- in Winter Soldier, we saw we saw we saw um, the destruction of Shield. You know, be, you know, like I said, because it was because it was revealed the Hydra had infiltrated. Now in this movie, the stakes raise even higher to to unimaginable lengths. Um, you know, and and this is in the aftermath of Age of Ultron. With the Sokovia Accords, and so the Avengers are divided. Um, you know, you know what I mean. You know, like, like the whole whole team's divided. Um, whether to side with the government or to, uh, you know, like say, you know, or, or to stay independent. You know, but, but at the same time, it's just like there's a lot of collateral damage. You know, uh, that happens. So you could definitely see. Um, the arguments on each side you know personally i was team iron man you know um especially considering uh you know considering what happened later um when it, when it was revealed that uh you know especially especially when it was revealed um that uh that steve's best friend bucky was the one that killed his parents even though steve knew about it you know um you know, and the fact that Steve Rogers was willing was willing to risk his reputation for the sake of his best friend, who who turned out to be a fugitive. You know, things like that, and it was certainly Avengers two point five. The only only ones that were missing were uh, Thor and Hulk because they were off world. Um, and so you know, like like I said, and, and of, of course, and of course, this was the introduction. Uh, a Black Panther, so this movie had a lot of great elements in it. You know, um, the fight scene at the airport, um, the last fight scene uh, with uh, with Iron Man um, versus uh, Cap and Bucky. You know, um, and the fact that Tony actually actually pulled back. 
he actually held back um, from killing Steve, even though he could have, and I'm sure he wanted to. Um, but yeah, you know, but he actually pulled back, you know. But um, but like I said, it it just and, and and the thing is because of these accords in large part, um, because Tony felt betrayed. Because you know, because of those things, this led to the Avengers breaking up. So this movie gets the ranking that it does because of the the cataclysmic impact that is set. And so because the Avengers were broken up, um, this opened the door the doorway to, for Thanos to do what he did. So without further ado, number four on this list. It's Captain America Civil War. And, um, you know, so, I mean, incredible movie, epic movie from start to finish. I absolutely love it. You know, still holds up even now. I mean, well, always, always will. So it was, it was a, like I said, it was, it was a huge, I mean, phase three was, was mind blowing in and of itself, like all across the board from top to bottom, you know. Um, and so my number three, movie um was very refreshing you know um because it was something we had, we had never seen before never thought that we would see before um all three spider-men in one movie in fact my very first episode was a review of this movie you know and to see to see them to see them collide um uh with all the previous villains you know, and, and like I say, and, and like I say, and, 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 and just, 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 just to see uh, things that we never thought would happen um, on our Marvel bingo card, and you know, especially that 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 last uh, the last fight between um, Tom Holland Spider Man and Green Goblin. I mean, man, it's, it it just it just was a reminder, solidified Green Goblin's greatness as a villain. You know. Um, and the MC, and the greatness of the MCU Spider-Man, you know, um, and, and like I said, and it's like I said, it's, it's just, like I said, it was just absolutely amazing, especially when it came to this whole multiverse team up thing. I, I felt like this is the way that you do uh, multiverse, you know. And in my estimation, that was my favorite movie of Phase Four, you know. And not like the not like the write off about when it comes to Phase Four. So, um, without further ado. Number three on this list, I still stand by it. Spider Man No Way Home. You know, so like I said, you know, like I said, I absolutely, I absolutely enjoyed that movie. I felt like th- this was um, the brightest spot of Phase Four, which isn't saying much. And the top two. Number two. You know, uh, th- this movie went went on, you know, for a while to, to become like the highest great highest grossing uh, movie of all time. You know, and, and the thing is, this was the conclusion to Phase Three, the conclusion to the Infinity Saga. So this, for the most part, was a time heist uh, to retrieve the stones, bring everybody back. Um, like, so, you know, it certainly told great stories. Um, you know, but 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 the uh, but the high mar- high marks um, of this movie with the final battle. Which included uh, Tony's biggest sacrifice. He says, "I am." He says, "I am Iron Man." To the point where, right behind me, I actually have 
a picture um, from that ver- from that very last scene. I was like, I had to get it, you know, and and, and that and that movie was culturally impacting. It was just transcendent in like so many different ways, you know. I mean, it was inevitable. Like I said, and, and just to see, uh, you know, just to see just to see them go back in time and and like so much so much stuff just come back full circle. I mean, it was absolutely an incredible event in and of itself, and that is none other than Avengers Endgame. That is my number two um, MCU movie of all time, <laughs> which leads me to number one. I think it's pretty obvious, you know. And the thing is, to me, this was the equivalent of Empire Strikes Back, you know, where this movie redefined um, Marvel. It, 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 like I said, it, re- it, it redefined the MCU in the sense that the bad guy won, you know. Um, and and with and with the way that Thanos, uh, you know, came in as you know as you know as as the main villain with the way that it was introduced. I mean, the fact that this movie started without music, but it started. Um, with that as <coughs> as guardian stress signal uh distress signal i mean that was a sign of things to come that was the red flag in and of itself um that they did not come to fool around at all and thanos was the ultimate world beater i mean the, the way that he just left a trail of destruction from start to finish and how tactical he was all throughout that movie and you know, and, and and like I said, not only, you know, like I said, not only is, is he a world class fighter, you know, world class uh, warrior and alien warlord and general and everything like that. Um, he's also a master strategist. Not only does he have the size and the power, um, you know, and just the brutality, but he's also calculating. And I like that they focus on that when when it came to him. You know, um, you know, like 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 I said, like I said, it's, it's just that it's just that you know, all it just goes to show that you know. And the thing is, when all else failed, Thanos is like, you know what? I do it myself. You know, when everything was falling apart, Thanos came in with the game winner. You know, even after Thor, you know, stabbing with Stormbreaker, he still had the game winner shot. You should have gone for the head wiped everything out you know and retire on the sunset you know um and like i said and, and the thing is was, this movie was impactful because not only did thanos win but the way he won you know um this was while the avengers were at the most vulnerable they were completely divided broken off um you know into different groups now granted it was great to see them interact with different characters and, and things like that but at the same time it is at the core they were still divided, especially when it came to the captains, Tony and Steve. And because they were divided, because you know, because they were not on speaking terms at that point, Thanos seized the opportunity and made the most out of it. You know, and Thanos carried that movie. How many times can you say that a villain is carrying the movie? Thanos was the MVP. 
he was the central focus of that movie. He was the moneymaker when it came to that movie. I mean, and not only that, but look at where he's uh, where he's positioned on the poster. This is the Thanos show. He made the Avengers look like look like a supporting cast members. Um, you know, so overall, my number one, I think it's pretty obvious. Avengers Infinity War. I mean, dread it, run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. I absolutely loved it. So, um, with the recap, you know, like I said, you know, like, like I said, of course, like I said, um, Infinity War was number was my number one. So there you go. So anyway, uh, with with the recap, with the recap, number ten, Iron Man one, number nine, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume one, number eight, Avengers one, seven, Thor Ragnarok, six, Black Panther, five, Captain America Winter Soldier, four, Civil War, three. Uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home, two, Avengers: Endgame, one, Avengers: Infinity, you know, like I said, um, three, No Way Home, two, Endgame, and one, Infinity War. So those are my top ten MCU movies of all time. I've been waiting um, to do this for the longest time. So, actually, you know, of course, and of course, for those for those that are watching, thank you very much um, for tuning in. And I have a big announcement: um, new merchandise is available. A new T-shirt has been has been released and has been revealed. Um, you can go to go to go to the link, go to the link right here in this description, uh, victoriousones.bigcartel.com. Um, make sure you get you know like I said, like said victoriousones.bigcartel.com. Um, make sure you cop this shirt and add more to come. So um, you know so, so you know like I said I'm like I said I'm I'm sorry. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. And um, I hope, hope, that you, hope that you enjoy um, the rest of your day. So, of course, this this is the time of this time of my show when I go into birthdays. Um, and of course, of course, on January sixth, NFL Hall of Famer um, Howie Long turned 60, 63 on January seventh. Um, for, former NFL MVP Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson turned 26 on January 8th. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer um, Elvis Presley would have turned would have turned 88 on January 8th. David Bowie would have turned 76 on January 9th. Um, Gilligan's Island star Bob Denver would have turned 88 on January 10th. Boxing legend George Foreman turned 74. January 10th, Tamina Snooker, daughter of Jimmy Superfly Snooker, turned 45 on January 11th. The queen of hip-hop soul herself, Mary J. Blige, turned 52 on January 11th. Uh, sh- of course, special shout-out, uh, you know, special sh- special shout-out, um, let me special shout-out to, to Michael Grant, Grant Body P, um, over in the UK. Um, you know, of course, of course he tur- turned 43. He's a friend of the program, friend of, friend of Perfect Plex uh, Talk Radio as well. So, uh, happy 43rd birthday to you, you know, and many, many more to come. Um, and of course, on January 11th, I want to give a special shout out to my cousin Serena, turned 35. Um, and of course, on January 11th, um, you know, uh, one half of those wrestling girls, Queen PR, turned 33. January 12th, of course, Atlanta Hawks legend and basketball Hall of Famer Dominique Wilkins turns turns 63. January 12th, Raekwon from Wu Tang Clan turns 53. January 14th, of course, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer LL Cool J turns turns 55. January 14th, of course, uh, fellow hip-hop legend Slick Rick turns 58. And on January 15th, Shane McMahon turns 53. 
before I go, of course, like I said, on January 14th, LL Cool J turns 55 and Slick Rick turns 58. Shame man. Of course, on January 15th, Shame Man turns 53. Before I go, I would, like to, I would like to give a word of wisdom. God is calling for you to be in div divine alignment with his purpose and with others. You are victorious because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When you put God in the first place, you don't have to worry about being you don't have to worry about being in the last place. And make sure to listen to this podcast on Spotify, um, Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, you know, wh wherever, where is wherever it is that, that you down. Uh, that, that you download podcasts and thank you very much for listening and may this day be the very best day of your life